Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to episode number 47 of the Basketball Card Podcast. I am your host, Adam. Uh, you can find me at the real 27 guy on Instagram. Um, and I'm known as the 27 guy in all sorts of other places. Again, welcome to the episode. I want to thank uh, Chris McGill from the House of Jordan's podcast for having on having me on uh, last week. He posted that episode a couple of days ago, and I think his episode's a little bit better uh, listened to than mine <laughs> because I had way more people uh, message me after that one to say, "Hey, this was awesome," than I usually do. I want to thank Chris. He's uh, he's the best, and he and I just had a long, uh, what was actually more like a three and a half hour conversation on cards, but we only recorded like an hour and 45 minutes of it. So, um, he's, he's seriously guys, he's the best plug for card ladder and, uh, for anything that that guy's involved in, cause he's amazing. All right. Uh, today's episode I think is going to be probably the shortest one that I've ever done, or at least the shortest one that I've done since I've been back this last four or five months. Tonight's episode, or today's episode, I should say, is a preview for the first issue of Basketball Card Fanatic. Um, Basketball Card Fanatic is, uh, the tagline is, content for the obsessive basketball card collector. The, um, The issue you will notice as you look at it is not really a magazine. It's more of a journal or a report. Um... If you're looking for something that's going to look like Beckett, I think you're probably going to be disappointed. Um, it's not like a, you know, I, as we were growing up, we had this fun magazine that we just love to, you know, that we love to read and, and get into. And it was so much fun. Um, and it was designed largely for kids. Um, not totally for kids, but part, at least in part. Basketball Card Fanatic is not designed really for kids. It is a... Um, it's a it's a it's a report filled with uh, stories and information and uh, history and things like that for um, really passionate basketball card fans and basketball card collectors. Um, I think you'll like it. I think if you're somebody who is looking for a laugh, it it may or may not be that. Um, there are some stories in in this in this issue that may make you laugh. But I think that the, the goal for it is, is really that it should make you more of a long-term, focused, knowledgeable, happy collector. The, the report is not super focused on what specific cards are selling for. It's not driven by sales data. It's not, I should say, it's not driven by specific card sale data. Um, it is designed to make you think about collecting in a different way. And again, it should make you a more long-term, focused, knowledgeable, and happy basketball card collector. So what I wanted to do today was tell you a little bit about the first issue. And on Instagram, I asked a question and said, if you have any questions about the first issue, I would love to answer them on my podcast tonight. I had four questions come in, and um, I'll, I'll let you know what those questions were and try to address each of those. Before that, I want to hit a few things. So let's talk about the first issue. The first issue and every issue thereafter um, will have a cover that is a blown-up card that makes the whole of the co- cover. I'm not going to tell you what the cover of the first issue is because that would ruin the surprise. Um but uh, I should also say before I sh- before I even get into that, if you want 
the report, DM me your email address, uh, email me at the real 27 guy, or you can email me at basketballcardfanatic at gmail.com. Either way gets you um, added to the distribution list, and I would love to send it to you. Um, I'm grateful to tell you guys that, uh, I, I'm, and I'll let, let you just see behind the curtain a little bit, I've had a little bit over 120 people who have who've reached out and asked to to get the first issue, and to me, I think that's a really that's a really big deal. Um, you know, obviously, you'd like it to be you know, hundreds and thousands. It's been a ton of work, and it's been a ton of work for me and other people. So, you know, obviously, I'd like it to be even more than that. But 120 is a big number, and I'm grateful for those of you who have asked for it. I'm thankful for those of you who have like lent support, um, and I've, I've addressed that in in the in the report. But let me talk before I talk any more about that. Let me tell you about the, the the report about issue one of the report. So the cover of every issue will have a basketball card on it that's blown up, and uh, that basketball card is an important card of the day. It's a card that is um, one that people have been discussing and it's a card that will probably stand the test of time as being an important card. I'd hate it if we get a couple years down the road and we, we see we look back at one of the covers and see one and say you know this isn't this isn't a card that's important for the hobby anymore. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's a card that's going to increase in value and it doesn't mean that it's a card that will always be viewed as a superior card, but it should always be viewed as a card that people remember. And I think that this first issue, uh, this first issue does that. Um, after the cover page, there's a, a letter from me um, explaining to you some of my vision around the article, around the report. And I'm not going to, you know, talk about all of that right now, right here. Um, but, uh, but I think if you, if you read that, it'll, it'll make some sense. Um, then the next three pages are indices. Let's talk about indices for a second. For those investor folks of you out there, and maybe a lot of other people, you, you probably know what, a, what an index is in terms of investing. An index or, um, something like the standard, uh, the S&P 500 or the Dow Jones, uh, the, uh, industrial average. Um, there's also a lot of other specific indices that measure uh, different classes of, of assets and classes of stocks and sectors and things like that. An index's job is to average the gains and losses between a large number or some number of other assets. And the reason that an index is interesting in that way is that if you have an index of say 500 companies if one of that if one of those companies totally blows up it doesn't have an ultra dramatic reaction or uh, effect on on the index and the same thing if if it if it just totally dies and goes to zero it doesn't have a dramatic effect on the index unless it's a huge portion of the index so a couple of months ago i got to thinking I think indices are how we should think about the overall health, not only of the of the market, which is what everybody does, but of the card market. And so I've created three specific indices that that do that. 
what's great about that is you hear people sort of with narratives with their narratives say you know i believe that, that this that the, that the market's blowing up because this card has gone up so much and they'll reference a specific individual card well in reality that individual card may be the only thing in the market that's going up and everything else might be going down the best way to measure the overall health of the market is to have some way of measuring the ups and the downs for a large portion of cards. And so I have three different in indices and I won't belabor what each of them are here in this, in this uh, podcast. You'll have to, you know, you'll have to, um, to get the magazine to, to do that. But they each measure something that's measure a class that is important. And those indices won't change. The 40 or 50 cards that are in each index won't change. I will measure them monthly. I will include a small graph from Card Ladder with the permission of Josh and Chris from Card Ladder um, to do that. And you will be able to see for yourself how the market for those individual classes is changing. I'm not going to tell you exactly which cards are in each index and the reason for that I think should probably be obvious to you guys. Um, it's important that that people don't hype or pump specific cards in a way where they want you to think that that they're part of this specific small group, right? And I'm not going to do that. I own some percentage of the cards that are in the index, but whether I own them or not, it's it's a small it's a small percentage because they're mostly they're mostly um, more uh, easily accessible or findable cards in grades that are uh, that in grades that aren't super difficult to find either. Um, I felt I feel like that's the best overall way to see the health of the market. But one thing that you're going to see is you look at these indices, you're not only going to see the change for the month, but you're going to see the change for for 2020, and then the change for all the way back to 2010. And as you look at the changes from 2010 to today and 2000 all 2020 you're gonna see incredible gains, huge percentages, percentage of increase, and um, you're gonna see the change for the month too. And I think all of that knowledge is really helpful. Um, all right, so that's probably enough on the, on the indices. There's some more with that, but I don't wanna, I don't wanna tell you the whole magazine. So um, after the indices, you will see the cover story. And the cover story is an article that I have written about the card and the, the card from the cover of the magazine. Probably goes without saying. <laughs> and then about the about that card and all of its all of its derivatives. So all of the versions of that card um, that aren't exactly that card. And I talk about you know things like. Um, how the populations of those each compare to each other and the population between Beckett and PSA and how they relate to each other and um, the growth or um, you know other other things related to that card other things that might might show why that card is important so that's the cover story following the cover story you're going to see five articles from collectors who have diverse experiences but are each people who show passion in their own way so each of these articles are really different guys they're not there i i didn't really um you know i didn't really know what we would get when i when i asked each of these five people to help with with this 
they each did something that I thought was really special. And I really want to thank each of them for taking the time to write these articles. Um, they're all really different. You're going to get articles from the most vintage of vintage basketball all the way to modern day and everything in between. And I just think they did an awesome job. They took a lot of time and, uh, and it's been a pleasure. Um, you know, it's been a pleasure going through them and making sure that they are, you know, ready to be published. And I, I think they, they're almost ready, and, and we'll be ready to go by Saturday. The final article will be by me, and I tease that on Chris's House of Jordans episode. Um, it's an article that uh, talks about the market cap of LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, and Michael Jordan rookie cards. I'm not just talking about of one of their rookie cards. I'm talking about the straight up market cap of all of their rookie cards. And I'll define that within, um, you know, within the issue. Um, it It's impossible to measure the value of everything that hasn't been graded as long as, as well as those that have, that have been. And so for the sake of this article, it will be measuring all the full BGS population of each of the three against each other and and thinking about how that works i um did this a number of months ago or at least I, I did it to a good i did a lot of it and i found in in my my preliminary findings and this may have changed i'm not quite done yet but in my preliminary findings lebron james's market cap his that is his full value for all of his rookie cards graded by beckett at that time i believe it was actually higher than michael jordan and kobe bryant combined and that was surprising to me. Uh, I will find out in the next couple of days if that's still true. Kobe has been on quite the the tear on, on his rookie stuff, although they've softened a little bit in this last week. The last couple of months have been really incredible um, to see how much some of those have gone up. And so it may have changed, um, but the report will, will tell us a little bit about that. Um, I want you guys to know um, that I'm... You know, I'm I'm really excited for this project. It has been a lot of time. It has been really time consuming. It turns out that like building a magazine or a report or a journal or whatever we're gonna call this thing is uh, is definitely hard. And it gets given me an appreciation for people who do it professionally. Um, but I've taken it pretty seriously, and I'm grateful again for those people who have helped not only with the articles that they've written, but also with help with design and things like that. It's not perfect, but it is something that I'm really proud of, and I think it's something that you will enjoy. And as I led with, I think it's something that should make you a more long-term, focused, knowledgeable, happy collector. I think that if you read this, you will gain value from it. Um, uh, I'm um, I'm hopeful that you will really like it. Um, subsequent issues will be available for sale, as I talked about last week. Um, if you want the content, um, you know it's it's something that I think is worth paying for. I don't think that the fee will be too much, but if the fee is too much, and if your life circumstances prevent you from being able to afford it, please email me. Um, at uh, basketballcardfanatic at gmail.com and let me know a little bit about your life circumstances. Again, basketballcardfanatic at gmail.com. If you let me know a little bit about your, your life circumstances and why you can't afford it, um, we'll see what we can work out. Um, 
I'm not going to sell your email information. I'm not going to give it to anybody else. I'm not going to use it for any other ventures. I, you have my word on that. Uh, if you send me your email via DM and say, Adam, I want this this issue that you've you know you've been talking about, you've been publicizing for this last couple of weeks. I'll send it to you, and you tell me whether you like it and give me any feedback. But if you don't want it after the first issue, and if you don't want to pay for it, don't pay for it. I will never email you about anything that's not related to this venture. And if you ever decide, Adam, I don't want to get any of your emails anymore, just message me back and say unsubscribe and I will take you off because I don't want to give anything that anybody doesn't want. The other thing is I don't really want people paying for this who, who don't sincerely like it. That sounds strange, but I really don't want anybody to sort of say, hey, Adam, you should. this is awesome, this is great, and, they're, and you're really thinking, oh, this is garbage. Tell me how you really feel, and if it's not really worth your time and really worth your money, then don't be a part of it. The other thing that I would ask you is, um, I think some, some of you are going to really like it, and I think it's going to, like, this is what it's all about. I think that Basketball Card Fanatic fills a niche that is is untapped at this point. I don't think there's a great source out there right now for high quality, passionate writing on basketball cards. And I think that a lot of you are going to really like it. And that's why I'm doing it. And and I do think that monetizing it's an important part of that. Um, but if I'm wrong, I don't want to be led thinking oh, that you do love it. Tell me if you like it. Tell me if you don't. Tell me if you're ambivalent. Tell me if there's things that you'd like to see more of. Um, but um, yeah, there's probably enough said on that. Uh, if you do like it, please share with the Instagram world and in any other places you can think of that you that you liked it. If you know somebody, if this is the this is the most meaningful thing you could do for me. If you know somebody who you think would like it, tell them about it. But don't send it to them. <laughs> please don't forward it on. It is proprietary information. And although you could easily forward an, uh, an email, a next attachment, I'm aware you can do that. Please don't do that. Um, please let them go through the right sources and have them DM me and, and I'll get them set up and I'll send it to them. All right. Um, with that said, let's look, in, look at the four questions that I had today that I haven't really prepared for to see if, if I haven't answered any of them. All right. Tony Hoops 801 asks, Will there be a hot list? This is something that Tony and I talked about previously. Tony, I thought about it, and I think a hot list is something that people would really like, but I'm not sure it's part of what, what this report will be about. I'm not saying I won't do it for the future because, um, because I think that, that that could be really interesting. I just don't know if it's if it's in line exactly with where I want them, where I want the magazine or the report to go. So this first issue, there won't be, we might do it in the future. Keep telling me you want it if you actually do want it. Okay. And I don't want it to be totally not fun. I want it, I want it to be fun too. I just, I just don't know if it's something we want to do every month. All right. J Lee underscore cards. Jeremy asks, what does the cover look like? Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> LOL. Um, Jeremy is one of the helpful, awesome guys of this hobby who I felt comfortable sending a rough draft of my initial cover, which he did not like. And I'm grateful that he would be honest with me about it. So um, I had a friend who helped me with that. Jeremy, it will be similar to one of the ideas that I sent to you. Don't tell anybody about that yet. But, uh, but I think it will look better and it will look similar to the first one that I sent you. How's that? All right. Jazzman underscore collector asks, 
as an inter as a new uh, collector to the to this great hobby, what can I expect from basketball card fanatic? Well, I think being a new collector, you're probably more in a situation where you need learning than anybody else. And basketball card fanatic is going to tell you a lot of things that I think should help you to learn. The thing that I do want you to know going in is several of these articles are going to be written by people who have very um, different beliefs. Different beliefs and opposing arguments are really good for the hobby. The problem that we have is when everybody acts like everybody agrees on something. I've never been somebody who loves to walk into a room where it's an echo chamber, where everybody says and believes the exact same things. Unfortunately, some of the forums um, have kind of gone that way a little bit. Um, I want Basketball Card Fanatic to be a place where people with passionate views get to declare those passionate views, and, and that is all. So as you read this, um, Jazzman Collector, as you read the different articles, what I would encourage you to do is, is ask yourself how you feel about them. Don't go out and buy something just because somebody else said to buy it. Don't go buy some, some card just because somebody made a pick and somebody believes it's going to go up. That quick follow the leader thing has a way of being a self-fulfilling prophecy, at least for a short time. And markets fluctuate based on that in a way that's very unnatural and not very helpful to the market. The far better thing is when people go out there and, and search for something that they're actually interested in, not just a flip later, but something that they're interested in owning for the long term. And so, you know, that goes back to the goal of the magazine where, you know, it should make you a more long-term focused, knowledgeable, happy collector. You should become knowledgeable. You should become more long-term focused. And you should be happy with what you're collecting. And if you're doing those things, then the hobby becomes this beautiful, wonderful place where you can really find a lot of joy. Um, but if you are always seeking after the next thing that's going to go up in value and you're just buying stuff just because you think it's going to go up, I don't think, and I would argue that it's not a great place to be if that's what you're going to do. And if that's what you're going to do, I would just tell you, like, there's a million other ways to make money that, that are maybe even better Maybe not better than this last nine months, but um, there may be better uh, for you. Um, but if you want it to be something that's a meaningful hobby to you, I think that this that this magazine should help. That's a great question. Thank you, Jazzman. All right, my friend, nice looking cardboard asks, what were your favorite things about reading Beckett that you might try to include in BCF? Well, I loved Reader's Write in BCF. That's one of the things that I've talked about in the Beckett Bites segments. Um, is you know some of the really good questions from there. I would personally love to to take questions in a way that I could write about them in more of a long form way, kind of the way that I used to do on blowout cards. Um, I love writing, guys, and I love I love helping people in the hobby. Um, if you ever have a question that you'd like published, you send it to me. I'm not saying that I will answer every question. Frankly, the growth of the hobby this last little while has made my DMs kind of almost unmanageable at times. Uh, but if you feel strongly that something needs to be covered in the hobby, message me, message me a couple of times, and I will try to get back to you. Um, and I'd love to put anything that I think is important for the whole of the hobby in the magazine in a way so that people who are really smart collectors who are doing their research are going to find it more easily because the magazine exists. Guys, I hope you like it. <laughs> um, I know 
it's really hard. It's really hard to kind of put yourself out there on a limb like this. And this has been, it's been far more than I thought it would be by way of time and by way of thought. But it's been really rewarding for me. I've, I've slept better while writing a basketball card magazine. Um, I've thought more clearly. I really like it. And I think that, I don't know if I'm particularly good at it, but I, but I, I like writing and I think I'm a pretty good writer. And I definitely you know, have a history in, in, in the hobby. So we're gonna see where this goes. Um, but for those of you who are here for the first issue, who will receive the first issue, I just wanna say, um, I hope you like it. I wanna say thank you for the support. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I hope you guys like it and thank you for the support. And um, let me know what you think. And uh, I don't, if it's good, if it's bad, if it's whatever, um, let me know what you think. And I will do what I can to provide something that I think is, um, that is worthwhile to you. Um, there's a lot of money to be made or lost right now. And I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's what our hobby is all about. I think our hobby is about far more than making money and losing money. And my aim in, in creating this magazine is that we will all kind of remember that as we read it. And I think as you read the passion in those seven or eight articles, you're going to feel that. And, and hopefully, like I say, become better, more long-term focused, knowledgeable and happy collectors. Um, I think that's all I have to say in this episode. Uh, again, if you want to receive it, uh, DM me at the real twenty seven guy. Um, about one in five of our of our average weekly listeners has actually requested it. So the other eighty percent of you, what are you waiting for? Send me a DM um, at the real twenty seven guy. Um, and if you would like to give me any, um, if you'd like to 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 let me know, like I said earlier, if you, if you, your circumstances in life don't allow you to pay for this magazine going forward, but you really love the content, I'd ask that you email me, tell me a little bit about your situation and why it's not something that you can afford. Um, and you can email me at uh, basketballcardfanatic at gmail.com. All right, guys, I think that's it. Wish me well. I hope this, I hope this launch goes, goes well. <laughs> All right, until next time, happy collecting. <laughs>